Welcome to Grown Dad Business. This is Aaron Kleiber, and uh, we are coming live. Guys, you won't believe this. I, I Look, we said it was going to be a new year. It's getting wild. Yeah. We, are, we are coming from Jason Clark's <laughs> office <laughs> at Arcade Comedy Theater. That's Jason Clark laughing. Oh, man. Sometimes, uh, you know, you got to make moves to make this happen. And, yeah. You know, schedules, dad schedules. I love it. Husband schedules, I love work it. schedules. I And I love that, uh, you know, a lot of podcasts, uh, we have a guest today. We do. Uh, I'll introduce him in a second after he's done laughing at my setup. Um, you know, I got extension cords on the floor and wires everywhere and a tiny little mixer, and that's all I need. And if you think this sounds terrible, that's probably probably why. And, and if you think it sounds fine, well, then no, you don't need to know any of that. And it's all good. Aaron bought this mixer at a Kmart closeout. The Come Kmart on, bro. And Westview's closing. Um, that's a goddamn Behringer. <laughs> Who's that third? <laughs> Who is that? Who's that third voice? Who's that uh, voice? Hi. Man in the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. DJ John Hancock, everybody. Oh, oh he doesn't want. That. I oh, I like calling you yeah. that. You can call me. That's cool. John cool. John Hancock joins us. Uh, he is a um a father. So qual- a quali- check qualified. That, check that off of qualified. the off the check. check. I actually had a kid just to get on this podcast. That's I didn't want. That's one. Um, do you hear that, Corey? Yeah, Corey. <laughs> uh, Corey by Corey. the way, our super fan, uh, Intercontinental GDB champ, is uh, Corey, and uh, he's well, expecting he's welcome. He's expecting. Is that because of the podcast, Corey? It because might be. John Hancock. John just one up to you. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but <laughs> congratulations to Corey and his wife. Yeah. Um, they're, they're having their second. They're, they're they're joining the two kid club. Yeah. So welcome to the two kid club. Wait, are people supposed to know that? It's on Facebook. Oh, good. Yeah, they posted yeah. on Facebook. I didn't re- I didn't know if it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Why are you congratulating them for their second kid? Ah, I know. That's what you do. <laughs> I know. It makes them feel good. It gives them that. S- he knows what he's. You in just for. have one. Uh, yeah. I got Living one. the dream. Teach. Smart. No, it's teaching not. it it's French. It's not smart because. She don't got nobody to play with. Yeah. yeah. Now, let's not get into that. No, no, that's all. <laughs> no, that's, that's what we get into. <laughs> yeah, no, we can't. That's too. No, no. That's but, but yeah, no, it's um. so we were having a talk and we talked about it on the last podcast last week um, that you heard, which was our recap of 2018. And we said what our next podcast was going to be. And it was going to be about the Beastie Boys. Because uh, the autobiography came out mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty exciting. It's a huge like 700 page book. And uh, Jason dug into the audiobook, so yeah. I'm flip flopping. Finish I'm, that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the audiobook on my next yeah. trip. Yeah. And uh, we just started just thinking about the Beastie Boys a lot. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> we talking about we've it. talked about the Beastie Boys a lot. We have a lot of different things that you know that we do artistically that we like to talk about that we've used as you know influential influences <laughs> and inspiration. Dude, I never even. <laughs> I never even thought of saying that about – I didn't – when thinking about doing this podcast today, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, things we could talk about. And then I realized, oh, most of the things I've done graphically in my career is based on the Beastie Boys. Yeah, it's inspired by Beastie Boys. So there's a lot of different links there. And John um, – got to know John through the Arcade Comedy Theater yep. uh, as an improviser. And also um, <laughs> one day he's DJing the holiday party at the arcade, and I'm like – uh, he ain't just he. Wait, oh, this yeah. guy's just not making a playlist on Spotify. No, nah, when this I, dude brought turntables. Yeah, when I when I started <laughs> seeing him pull up records, I'm like, oh, okay. oh, he's got. I'm like, I like him. Who yeah, is this dad over here? Yeah. See how we dad gravitate? We dad gravitate. Check, this, dad, check yeah. out this dad's gift. And so, you know, John posts 
one of my most fun things. Say hi, John. John's here. Officially say hi now. You're Hello. good. He's infatuated Hello. with the Beastie Boys book now. Yeah. I'm not going to get it back. I, I, I like the Beastie Boys. Yes. At a moderate level. Yeah. And that's, into. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's one of the things we talked about is just like, you know, what is your, you know, fandom of the Beastie Boys? And, and, and you know, we're going to get into all that stuff. But it was it was one of those deals where John does this really cool thing that I am. You don't do enough. But I know that I loved was John would go on Facebook Live and you would oh, yeah. uncrate. He, so, John, tell us. <laughs> yeah, tell dude. us about you say John goes to a flea market. I go, I go to places where uh, one would expect to find people selling um, large quantities of 45s. Estate hmm. sales. Do you do any estate sales? I, I've tried to, but I'm too impatient. I can't. I'm not waiting in line. Right. Mm-hmm. To look at records. Yeah. That some douchebag already looked at. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, like I've gone to flea markets and just bought every 45 that somebody's selling. I recently bought all the 45s at uh, a store that was going out of business. Uh, so I'm currently going wow. through those. And you do a deal like I know you've done a deal where it's just like I'll give you 10 bucks for all of them. Yeah, this last one didn't so much go that way. Oh. I, I rolled in. I rolled in. Like, I, rolled in I was like, I'll give you $1,000 for all this shit. And then I got it. And I was like, oh, this is worth about 200 bucks. <laughs> so, so that's so, what I'm currently dealing with. So that's the game. <laughs> but, but, but that's tight. But that's but that's part of the the game. That's part of the hunt. That's yeah, right? part of what you're doing. And and the one that got me was that rare one that you got. Yeah, so. <laughs> which that was my first, I think, introduction that you did this as a as a side gig, as a hobby, as a passion. And I was blown away. So tell t- give 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 us and the listeners what this was all about. Uh, okay. Um, I saw a Craigslist ad for a yard sale uh, out so fun out past Cranberry, north of Cranberry, in some town. There was cows nearby. I remember Evan cows. City. I don't know. Maybe oh, yeah. it could have been. I don't sure, Zelianople up in that way, north of Pittsburgh oh, for okay. the non-Pittsburgh yeah, listeners. There's a lot of white people up there. There you go. <laughs> so I fit in. I fit in perfectly. Yeah. Um, so it said there was a picture uh, on the ad. It was a big box of 45s, and it said 10 cents. 10 cents each or like if you buy 20 they're five cents each or whatever so like so it was like and it said starts at 9 a.m no early bird so i got there at 9 a.m i took my kid and everything because i had to sure <laughs> um so i get there at 9 a.m and there's already two two dudes looking in the box I'm like, get your hand. so i said to the lady what do you want for all the records and she was like 20 bucks no she said 15 and i said i'm gonna give you 20 because I, because that's not. Cool. Oh, that's a that's yeah. A, that's a move. Yeah, that's a good that's move a, that's too. A nice move, yeah. You're watching a lot of uh, what American was that? Pickers. American Pickers. American yeah. Pickers. It's a good move. I'm Build that Frank. trust. Yeah. You're Frank. You're Frank. You are Frank. <laughs> I am Frank. You got a nice Frank beard. beard. Yeah. You're young Frank. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Um, so then we, yeah. So <laughs> here's, here's the here's the shorts the short version. There was a record in there that was uh, wildly rare and wildly sought after, and I sold it for $787. Boom. Boom. So, and, and that blew my mind. That blew my mind as well. That's why uh, we invited John. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that was what it was about. Because when, when you read the book, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, I still have to read the book, but I finished the audio book. I don't have any idea what that meant. Okay. <laughs> but uh, audio book, um, it started really getting heavy into – how much how many records they accumulated and their passion and the mm-hmm. 
the sampling and just searching through an obscure record from like 1960 that yeah. no one's ever heard of to find one this, sound. Uh, when you're telling me about this in the book, it's, uh, it's bad to news. hear it from them. Now I want to buy yeah. stuff from hearing oh. it from them. It's um, it's mind blowing to hear yeah. them talk about the process of being able to build beats and find samples and what they did in their albums. It is to hear Mike D and hearing ad rock say it and how they were thinking mm -hmm. when they were doing it is crazy. Wow. Yeah. So no, and we, uh, that's what we're talking about. We're going to talk BC boys music. Mm. I don't know what we're going to get into. Uh, no, I was, uh, we got to play the theme song. You got a theme song. We intro. You got, we yeah, did that was it. our intro. Yeah. That yeah. was the intro? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I feel like it's been a half hour. No, oh. it's only been 45 minutes. That's it. <laughs> Going to have business with Aaron Cliver. Hey, that's my dad's name. And Jason Clark. Not my dad, but he's a cool dude. Rate and review. Subscribe and share. Grown Dad Business with Aaron Cliver. Yeah. Boom. What the hell just happened? Yeah, that's yeah, what right? we did. So here's what we do. I no, know it's don't, weird. Don't, don't, don't give the secret. We can't. Yeah, no, no, it's like I'm not going to let you behind the curtain. That's it. I, I'm going to I'm gonna blog about it. You're this. like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> blogged this out so hard. Uh, boom. Welcome back to Grown Dad Business, John Hancock. Um, Beastie Boys. No, it was funny. We were talking about the influences. Like, like John has DJed a lot of fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And like we have our show, Stand Up Get Down, that if... If you are a person that has seen that uh, show advertised on any of our social medias, you're like, that looks familiar. Well, it is an homage, an homage. to the Beastie Boys. Um, also, my first comedy album, uh, Grown Man Business. Yeah, I know. I'm, a, I'm very original and creative uh, on the podcast, Grown Dad Business. But my first album, Grown Man Business, the whole design, uh, our friend Mike Rubino here mm, at Arcade okay. Comedy Theater is a, an amazing graphic designer. And he designed that years ago, and I was like, I gave him the cover of Root Down, mm -hmm. and I was like, let's make a dad version. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. and instead of like the little like uh, instruments and stuff, I put like a sippy cup and a yeah, and it was kind of uh, that was my inspiration for my album cover. Yeah, yeah, Root Down. Yeah, I like it. It's one of my I faves. Don't love it. So Root Down is on my top five of all time favorites. Oh yeah, but <laughs> tell me, I would have made a list. That's oh no, I didn't do that list. either. I did oh, real I quick. To. I right off the top of my dome, I did it, um, and I didn't put them in any order. But Songs? root down, yeah, my top wow. five plus an emotional pick. Ooh. Oh, um, these are not in order. This they're is... not in order okay, at right. all. Um, but all my right. five favorite, if we just want to kick it off, um, so root down made my list. But it's the free zone mix. There's a mix that they oh. put out that is a really trippy, dippy kind of vibe and cool, and it's just a different. It, it's it's a different sound. Who's um, responsible for the mix? Do you know? Um, I feel like that's relevant. You don't have to tell me right now. Yeah, I, no, I don't know who did the mix, but it's probably—I'm not even sure if that one came off of the album, the mix-up. But and I'm the worst. Like I don't know. Well, that came off of ill communication. No, okay. I, I'm, I'm not, not that guy. I'm not good at that either. Man. But I know what my favorites are. And so another one was Flute Loop. Oh yeah, the Flute, Flute Loop, Loop is, is one so of my favorites good. Of all time. Uh, skills to pay the bills. Yeah, dude. Sure shot. Yeah, and then and then check check it out. But my emotional favorite is Paul Revere because Paul Revere mm. was the. F so as I was telling John earlier, um, 1986, 87, um, I was in you know, sixth grade. 
you know, right. when when um, License to Ill came out, I was in the first semester of my seventh grade year. And at that time, I was musically listening to mostly metal. A lot of, you know, Metallica obviously was around that same time. I was mm-hmm. jumping into that. We've talked about that before. But around my house, it was all classic rock and it was Black Sabbath. And I was, but I was listening to R&B. I like New Edition. I, I like pretty much anything. Mm. I was the same but way, I, yeah. But I loved, but I always loved Motown. I always yes. loved um, soul music. I loved those things. And then, um, dude, I, I Run DMC. When did you when did you hear that stuff? We we have music I, episodes I, if you want to go back, but we love talking about music. Well, I seen well, when when as far as what like because I know like my grandma would play like three WS uh, the oldie station, and I would hear like Sam Cooke. My mom I, had like, was, my like, mom Ooh. had vinyl, so my mom yeah, would play okay. vinyl in the house. My mom always had music on the house. Just that's how I am now too. Whenever I'm doing anything, I have that music playing. Was that around around you as a kid? A lot of music. Um, I sought out music yeah. as a kid, uh, very young. Um, but I, when I got old enough to kind of, uh, sort of pick my own music that I liked, it was hip hop yeah. period. Yeah. Here I didn't, there was nothing else. What nothing was else. the wow. one, what hooked you? What was that one? Like, it what is so that long earliest ago, it's memory? It's a little hard to say. I, I have a couple memories. Um, I remember, f- uh, fiddling around with the radio, you know, in my Walkman, I, I don't know, I was in single digits, um. Oh yeah, and I heard Pee Wee's Dance by Joski Love. Oh. <laughs> and it was like a, I think it, it must have been like a the B side dub version. Well, did it not have the sample? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. I, I remember, remember that. that. Um, Dude, I can hear that in my head. I haven't heard that in a I long remember, time. I uh, remember making my babysitter walk me up to the Bellevue um, record store to buy Raising Hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I already had the the other two, so. Real early on, I discovered. Well, not super early, but pretty early on, yeah. I discovered hip hop. Yeah. Um. It, but before that, it was whatever my parents had. Sure. And yeah. It, it, funny, funny story. I wouldn't potty train when <laughs> I was a kid. Okay. So I wouldn't potty train until I was three. And the way my parents finally got me to potty train was they took my records off me. They said you can't have these back oh. until you take a shit. When you were little. When I was three. Wow. Yeah. I don't know about that parenting. Wow. They say that I that I was using the record player at two, but that's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. They're on drugs or something. Yeah. I, that what we've talked about memories I've had. My mom was always, you know, before I was born, she was into concerts. That's a whole yeah biography. But I just my earliest memory was my mom playing records in mm-hmm. the morning, walking around getting ready for work. Yeah, it was always music in my house. Yeah. Always. Yeah, that's the one thing. You know, I know I've gone deep and sort of about my mother but that is the one yeah. thing that is just like that was good that's something i definitely got from my mom that yeah. I, that i appreciate the love of hmm. the love yeah, of a too. lot of music yeah you know, i watched too. her go through phases of like all of a sudden now you know she moved on from motown and things like that and then we were listening to a lot more of the rolling stones yeah 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 and getting oh, into led zeppelin I have all of my mom's stones <clears throat> yeah. and led zeppelin records and, and then, then houses would have been the fucking worst for me the, yeah right <laughs> but then but then i would walk into my brother's room and my brother was listening to you know acdc deep purple um jimmy hendrix yep um and then so then i started Started finding my way, and it was a lot of a lot of the bubblegum stuff back then. The new edition, like I said, yeah, um, started happening. But then Metallica happened, and I was hungry for something that was more substantial. And then, like I said, Aerosmith and Run DMC. And when that song came out, it was like, wait a minute, because 
everybody in my life that was like hard rock this and Aerosmith was great. Mm-hmm. What's this garbage? Like, what is this garbage? <laughs> and you're like, well, this is rap. Well, what's what do you mean rap? Yep. Rap had already been around for for a, you know. Who's your older brother? My my older brother, my yeah. parents, everybody. You know, it was for and me. That's the same thing was me. It was my friends where I grew up in the projects. It was my friends' yeah. older yeah. siblings. I'm like, for what me, are it was MTV. Playing? Yeah, it was MTV. MTV did it. MTV, we I was were, thinking about this today. MTV, when we got cable, I remember because I got cable when I was like in sixth grade, fifth grade. Hmm. We didn't have cable. But I got cable. I can, it was such an important channel to me that I remember what the original digital, what the original cable channel Holy was. Crap. It was number 24. <gasps> MTV was 24 uh, on, yeah. my, on my cable when I first got it. That's the only channel that is stuck <laughs> in my head. It was 15 before that. Yeah, because I love, because I love. Dude, loved, when you said that, I think mine was like 27. Yeah. That's so crazy. You all, you always, <laughs> how I always, do I, ooh, yeah. how do I know that? Because it was such an, for me, I was, you know, I was. Right now, amazing. my sister's listening. She's like, it was 27. <laughs> yeah. It was 24 on That's our cable crazy. box. That, you know, and, and, but here's the deal. We had one TV. Oh, yeah. So do you think, you know. I'm getting to play, you know, Yo MTV Raps. Oh, your biker parents love that. Dude, I <laughs> love the not. day I discovered oh. Yo MTV oh, Raps. But I wasn't allowed oh. to, but I couldn't I like, watch it. I couldn't I watch it. it. it they're not oh, going to yeah, put right. that garbage on. My mom wasn't home. She was uh, bartending. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yo, that wasn't but, happening. Yo MTV Raps. Remember when you discovered BET? Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was in, in high school. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that, that was in was high school. One hundred six in Park. That was thirty three on the dial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, it was high. It was <laughs> yeah. a little bit higher. It was right after Fox. But I like, had the, I yeah. was really high. But I had this buddy that I had this buddy that you know we'd go to his house and we watch YMT raps and he would record them on his VHS so tape and things like oh, that. Yeah. So we would watch it and he said, "Hey, check this thing out." And he put this tape in and he's like, "It's the Beastie Boys." Uh, they just came out with this album, and he played it from start to finish. Wow! And Remember those it, days? Yeah, and we were sitting, <laughs> we were sitting in the in his basement, and Paul Revere came on, and I was like, "What is this? Is a story?" And I'm visualizing what these guys are putting out, and the beats, and I just remember the bass on "License to Ill" being something that I haven't felt. Yeah, every song really was bass heavy. It felt very mm-hmm. bass heavy to me, but then it also had, you know guitar riffs yeah wait what is this like you know no sleep till brooklyn when that would come on yeah yeah that's right off the bat right that's first track that's the first track and you're like what what is this and (laughs) it's like oh my god and then the video you've seen the video for fight for your right and i hated every second of it it just it was yeah and i I didn't i didn't see that till i was much older yeah because their collection was already in i'm watching it as it's happening i hit i hit like right at ill communication that's when like i like that's the album i remember going and buying do you know what i mean yeah um you know i didn't i didn't go buy paul's boutique when i was i check your head when i was I, uh, yeah, nine. I had I had two. There was three of us in seventh grade. That at the end of the year, they did an annual talent show. Yeah, where we were yeah. going to lip sync. Of course, the Beastie Boys. Of course, and it never came together. Yeah. we never made it happen. But that was like instantly. I just was like, this is incredible, um, and rode that out until Paul's Boutique came out. And when Paul's Boutique came out, I was like, what is this? Yeah, not in a good way. My initial reaction hearing Paul's Boutique was, this is nothing. Like what I just listened to, there was no yeah yeah, yeah. but it's it matured so well, like along with me as I started to appreciate mm-hmm. the craft of hip hop yeah. and rap, and to me that to me is the standalone of all of them, yeah. the best album. Oh, 
What's that's interesting? Yeah, Paul's Boutique. Paul's Boutique? That's, yeah. that's my favorite album. Yeah. Oh, yep. really? That's Both my of favorite you. album. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I love. I love their influences. I love. You know, when I would hear those classic rock songs that they mm-hmm. would pick, or the, I'm like, this is. I, I, that's why you know, just hearing that, it was just like this is like almost like science. Them putting this together, it blew my mind that they were using other songs when I because um, when I dug into that, um, then I I started getting into old songs because I recognized you know other songs and then then I started then I started I mean, discovering turntables and that was a thing and then I was like what and then I just the the, the just idea when you hole. when you look at the Paul's boutique list and you go down the track list and you're just like to all the girls that was the first track and it just starts off with that mellow like to all the girls yeah and it was like that and it just all the way down shake your oh rump, and it's and it's shake quiet. your rump close to my top five without a doubt um dude so tracks three four and five yeah. are my favorite set of songs on an album matter of fact four you go all the way shake your rump johnny rail Eggman, high plains drifter mm-hmm. dude one of the best yeah rack of songs right there all just, together yeah i mean you just have these groupings of songs on yep. this and then they hit you hey with, ladies is so good then then, <laughs> then when you when you read the book or listen to the audiobook when they talk about shad rock so good because shad rock is actually a biblical story and Shadrach, that's what Meshach, they that's what and they, abendigo yep that's what they base it on yeah but then you hit b-boy bolognese that is one of the best compilations Dude. What samples. is up? Yep. And they talk about B-Boy Bolognese on... Don't the, tell me. Venus. Oh, I'm so excited. No spoilers other than to it. say they were like, listen, let's just make a Bolognese. Let's yeah. put all this shit in one song. Yeah. They made songs. They self-admitted it said they put songs on albums that they knew were garbage because they were just like... <laughs> and isn't it crazy, too, when you when you look at Paul's Boutique and you look at how much shit they sampled. Well, like, John, how many records did they have on the floor? Sure. Like, the, I mean, they must have gone through so many records. What? You know? You you go uh, 89. 89. So you can, yeah. on Wikipedia, you can go on Wikipedia, pull up every album. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. And they then in the every, every, oh, Wikipedia. every listing for every Stepping song, their game. you click on samples. I wonder if that's... Show, look at this. Look Definitely. at Hey Ladies. One, two, three, four, 20 different samples in there. Incredible. And some of them are crazy. Like, here you got a cameo that's in there, Jungle Boogie's in there, and you're like, yeah. wait, where's Jungle Boogie? So now you're going to listen to Hey Ladies and go, where's Jungle Boogie? Yeah. Because here's the amazing thing that you find out. Yeah. Like, what Adam so Yonk, what Adam Yonk would do, he was the one of them all that said that he would come up with these ideas and try new things. Yeah. And they would always work. And the Mike D and, and, and Ad Rock say, Something about Ad about Adam Yock, he he just knew shit. Like they didn't know yeah. how he knew it. He <laughs> knew it. And he just said, You hear that beat right there? Let's take that beat, let's flip it upside down and turn it again and then play it backwards. And then that's the beat sample that they use. Yeah, for right. This, this song. It's incredible digging through there. I went through <clears throat> I told Jason about this about who sampled.com. That uh, was. I got a couple of submissions on there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I found a couple that people hadn't found yet. Oh, I pretty dude. Proud. I found a cut chemist one that nobody found. That's exciting, I'll, dude. I'll send it to you. It's pretty good. That's pretty exciting, yeah, dude. Because I found the forty-five and a pile of forty-fives I bought. Well, I was. I, like, was I recognized. Pissed. I was pissed when uh, the app was like, "Oh, it's five dollars now." It like uh, updated, yeah. Yeah. and it was like, "It was." I was like, "No, nah, I'm not paying five dollars for that." But now look Be- at Wikipedia. Be- Be- Boy Bolognese has twenty-five samples on them, and I I can't wait to get off and stop recording so I can listen. <laughs> I know. To I'm excited too. To find. Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash sampled on oh, that yeah. song. 
So when I I told you when I when I started when I find found whosample.com, this was, you know, 10 years ago at least, and this is the first thing I looked up. I looked up every single Paul's Boutique song and I made a playlist on my iPod of like as many as I could get just so I could hear the original songs and be like Oh, that's it, you know, and and uh, and then I had a little playlist of the stand-up comedy that they sampled. I don't remember what now. I know there's a. Couple, oh, it's the one where he says, "Oh, there's gonna be that kind of party. I'll put my dick in the mashed potatoes." Yes. Who said yeah. that? Who was it? Um, Do you remember? Um, that's um, um, I want to say that's Red Fox. I mean, because if for a while right. I thought it was Richard Pryor, it was hard to find out what it was. Um, I'm on the spot, so I don't remember now. I have two Red Fox 45s. I have one. You All have right. wait, 45s? I have two of them, yeah. Now, oh man, dude. Um, do you have a lot of comedy 45s? Do you find no. those? Uh, I Yeah, but not many. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I like, keep them when I find them. Yeah, I wonder, like, what, what. I mean, there's so many you could name. I mean, gosh, I don't, I'm not, like, versed in that. Uh, my brain is not turned on in the uh, classic comedy historical I trivia. Got the, I got a sweet Martin Mall record. <laughs> uh,. Uh, random Martin Mall uh, aside, did you know Bob Saget right now is shooting and directing a Martin Mall documentary? Thank God, it's about time. It <laughs> he is, is about he's time. good. He's good. He's good. He's good. He was great on Roseanne. Yeah, he was. He uh, was. So you ready for who did that sample? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So the sample is, um, the sample is by um, Google-eyed comedian. Um, Mantan Moreland. Really? Most famous for being oh, the Charlie Chan movies. chauffeur Birmingham Guy. Brown in the Charlie Chan movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Beastie Boys That's must right. have been Mantan Moreland fans too, as there is a particular punchline right, from Chan one of his yeah. rude and crude party records of the 70s, sampled in a song called B Boys. B Boys Making the Freak Freak yeah. is the one it's in, which is also B-boy, top bink, 10. Bink, 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 bink. From 1994's Ill Communication Don't album. Communication. The line, shit. If this is going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. And end quote. Oh, you delivered that perfectly. I know. That was great. You sounded like Dan Rather reading but it. They, <laughs> no, but that's the way you respect it. But they have um, the whole um, clip from when he performed it. That's we'll so listen awesome. to this later. Yeah. Yeah, we'll listen to yeah, that Yeah, afterwards. Morland. But yeah, that's, that's fun that's stuff. Right. I mean, those are the types of things that you can get crazy with. Yeah. Is going into any in, in anything when you get into hip-hop. And let's just yeah. talk about hip-hop for a second. You know, the idea of... Um, creating, you know, whole albums, you know, music from other, like other I, music I, I that be, exists I is be, pretty fascinating. They did the I, which album it is, but the entire album, Adam Yock was like, listen, I want to create all these songs with these samples that we're creating and telling people that they're other samples, that they're samples by somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make up who the what the name of the song is we sampled and the band. And they just did it for fun. And then that's when they realized that no one list, no one read liner notes because yeah. their liner notes were so long because oh, they put fun. so much work into this fake out and joke. Yeah. But they created all the beats at that point themselves. It was a later album. DJ wow. Shadow, who I believe worked with the Beastie Boys in some capacity, he his first album introducing, I think it was his first album. Uh, was, I don't think it's his first, but I love it. It was... A hundred percent samples. Yeah, that yeah. was the whole point of it. Yeah, it's, it's one of my it's one of my favorites. It's yeah. Incredible. So so which which starts a, like a like an interesting like kind of discussion. Like I, I ta- can hear I was, that that song in my head. So good. I was talking to, I was talking to Melissa about it, and I just was because I was you know got through this Beastie Boy book, and I just start talking about sampling music and <laughs> all these things, and she goes, "It's crazy how nerd out it is, huh?" 
Yeah, but from her perspective, she looked and said, did all those people get paid that they took the took the samples from? Well, funny thing you ask that. Yeah, because they didn't. No. And, and so then she was just like, so let's talk about legitimate musicians and let's talk about what they've done. And now these individuals are going to come on, take the hard work that they put in, and then they're going to take bits and pieces of it, rip it apart skeleton and put together a Frankenstein and call it their own. I mean, that's a gut reaction, right, that a yeah. lot of people, I think, have. If you don't put a ton of thought into it. I mean, mm. that's a fair Yeah, a absolutely, fair sure. Um, yeah, and it's, it's just fascinating. Like, I think it's fascinating how they, how people, you know, I mean, just DJs, turntable DJs, how they take something and make it, a, like, almost a remix or, you know. Uh, but then, you know, and they mix it up and use beats for different things. And, you yeah. know, it, it I'm all always, through hip-hop. Yeah. Um, but they... they Paul's boutique took it to it in extreme, yeah. like an oh, absolutely. extreme. I mean, just on B Boy, B um, right on, on Bolognese. Listen, just that one song has twenty five. Right, samples. right. Just the one. I, so I don't. The f- I don't have the. I don't have the site to to like. But I'm. Pr- I'm. Pr- I've heard a couple times that this album started talking about sampling. Oh, it, abso- and, yeah. it absolutely did. And then it came I mean, to a head with P Diddy. Well, P Diddy when they yeah. realized he made like. 15 albums over bad boy records with yeah. all old songs but i think what's in but i think <laughs> right? so, you know but i think what's interesting about when you talk about the way the beastie boys were doing it they were manipulating it too right so when you put on a p diddy song you're like um wait a minute that is just a police song yeah he's right, rapping right. over right there was no further you know I mean, I, can you even call that sampling that's just i that's yeah just, it's karaoke with the wrong words. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm trying to differentiate of saying like what P. Diddy did and then what these guys had done their whole careers were taking w- taking the snare yeah. out of one yeah. track a, from a, one. A, a snare from a James Brown song. That, on a, and then on the a gu- B-side. Yeah. And then a guitar riff from the Eagles. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and then they have a a r- obscure stand-up comedy clip from the 60s. Yeah. I mean, it's to me, genius. that's a cool art. So the sto- That's what I love about the it. The story of like Paul's Boutique, it's too, is that it was they were jumping in and they basically were in, and they don't talk about this in the book, I don't think, hmm. but I've heard this story before, that they basically just went into a closet with a yeah. microphone and just they, had, they just went and just went off. And just lines like, you know, um, dancing the Smurf and they were making up all these different lines and, you know, like having a line where they're just like going into business, opening a restaurant with Ted Danson. <laughs> like, and it's just like, what the fuck is that know, even look. mean? And then you see the fight for your right uh, 10 minute um, redo that they did with Seth Rogen. Yeah. Um, with Seth Rogen, um, Eastbound and Downs, uh, Danny, Danny McBride, McBride and what the fuck? and Toe. Who was the third Toby guy? Toby Maguire? No, it wasn't Toby Maguire. It was another guy. Uh, who was it? It was Seabiscuit. No. They who, got the horse. Yeah, totally who was the other now. guy that was around that same oh, uh, time? Oh, it was, it was freaking you know, Frodo. Frodo, that guy. What the fuck is his name? I literally have no idea what you're so talking those, about. So, <laughs> you've got to, so you have to watch this, John. But when I first saw that, I go, how are they friends with Frodo? <laughs> yeah, and it's a 10-minute show. I was so mad they were friends with him. What they did was they basically wanted to kind of make almost like an amends to what fight for your right was about putting spanish fly and drinks mm-hmm. you know there's some some imagery and some sure. words there that in today's you know in today's world definitely is not going to play out but they recognize that adam york talks l- later on in the career and does a lyric where he says you know 
to all the for all the disrespect and women oh, has yeah, got yeah. to be through. They recognized that oh, early yeah. on. They were fucking. That was, kids. There was a whole song about that, and to, you're talking yeah. about to the five boroughs. Yeah, that one song. They, yeah. yeah, they were a young. They were young teenage kids doing this. So their influences at that time, and then they, you know, and blew up so fast. And, they and then so they're on tour fast. with Madonna. Yeah, which. <laughs> yeah, but all th- this is that's true of all early hip hop. You yeah. yeah, all of early hip hop would not pass today. No. I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just sure, what yeah. it is. And some of it today is questionable. Yeah. Oh, there's it's, a it's, lot. It's really disappointing. Um, and I'm not the old guy that's like, this music today. No, it's, there's it's, a lot of great music right now yeah, that's done in hip hop, but there's some that's just like. When I hear, like, when I hear Common using uh, gay slurs in the 90s, I'm like, it just turns me off. Like, mm, I, I, yeah. love, I love this album. I love it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to go off in this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. It, no, but, I know but you're mean. right. But but it, it goes back to what 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 this whole time for them of like recognizing that they didn't. That's not who they were. Which was interesting when you peel it all back too. That's not who they wanted to be. Yeah, they were they were a punk, punk rock. Band. Kids. They were a punk yeah. band. There were five people in the band. One of them was a female drummer. Who you have to read the book and you have to listen to the audiobook to find out how that all ended. Hmm. But they met Rick Rubin who was the rich, basically was the rich kid that had all the toys in their in this dorm at this college. He's this music nerd, yeah. He had every uh, every drum machine. He had all this equipment, and they basically got introduced to him, and they looked at him, and they're like, you have all this stuff? He's like, yeah, like you own all this stuff? He's like, yeah, he goes, you're now in the band. And that's how Rick Rubin became part of the Beastie Boys, who then introduces them to Russell Simmons, because Russell Simmons is managing this group, Run DMC, because Run is, you know, there it's a relation. So that's how they became who they were with yeah, Def Jam. Fun, and, and that like, was at the beginning of Def Jam. We're nerds. Not a lot of people know that. Like, yeah, but I, you, you know, at, that like, was my, I, that was, you know, that's when I was a kid and yeah. getting into this shit. And you never really realized that, you know, when, when you really hear about the one excerpt from the book is Adam Yock talking about, goes to Russell Simmons and he says, I no longer want to be out on stage slamming beers and throwing Mm, beer cans off my head. And he goes, I just don't feel it's appropriate. I don't want to be that person. And Russell Simmons says, basically, you want to get fucking paid, fill the beer cans with water and go jump around on stage. Oh, that's a good idea. And that's when they knew that that was like, this isn't who we wanted to be. And that's why they got out of Def Jam. And that's why Paul's Boutique was such a departure. Yeah. They moved, they took their money and moved what, to L.A. Yeah, they did. Yeah. There's a lot of self-discovery that happened. And yeah. obviously, as you go through the timeline, Adam Yonk becomes very um, involved with Tibetan monks mm-hmm. and the stories behind him organizing the relief funds for the Tibetan monks and the concerts that he did. Their legacy in, in, in hip hop and just in what they did, mm. even when they were older um, is is quite amazing. It's yeah. amazing how they did it. Is so rare. I I think it's I, one of the things I've always loved is how different each album is. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and then one of my favorite albums, the mix up, which is just instrumentals, just yes. dope instrumentals. Oh, so good that yeah. they just played. Mm-hmm. They played everything. It's and, and that's where the trigger. Like you remember the first. Like I remember the first time that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, they play guitars. They were yeah. playing like they're playing. S- were they playing Sabotage on yeah. the MTV movie Video Probably. Music Awards or something? Yeah, they played it and live. And I'm like, yeah. hold the phone, Dude, I, man. They're I, doing this. I was really – I remember buying Ill Communication and kind of 
being thrown off a little. Mm-hmm. There was a little too much punk on there for me. I was like, yeah. Huh. Oh, there's some really yeah. hard. Oh, yeah, there's some, some stuff. stuff. There are still songs probably I skip on Ill Communication. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. And and for, for me and you, we're just like, oh, that's too punk. We're yeah. probably our punk friends would be like, that ain't fucking punk. I get right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for what I was, I didn't listen yeah, I was to like, punk. Huh. I didn't get into yeah. that stuff. I knew Ramones, but that was about the extent of it for me. And well, I knew it because there were so many bands. There were so many punk bands in my high school. Remember I told you? A bunch of white kids just want to scream. Electric Banana, dude. Sure, I remember that. Banana. Um, but uh, but yeah, I well, you were saying uh, going back to my mom bought me uh, ill communication. Mm-hmm. I've said this multiple times on the podcast. Not ill communication. License to ill. Mm-hmm. License to ill. My mom. I, I I gotta ask her about this one day, and just bring her. We'll do a music podcast with my mom mm-hmm. because she bought me a cassette tape every three four months. You know, yeah. and uh, and that's that was that was how I dug into that. And so going from that and then discovering Paul's Boutique and Check Your Head, it was a little different. But, yeah, ill communication, like, you know, I, I was like, well, this is odd. You know what I mean? Um, but that's but then I over the years now, I love them more because everything is so different. So yeah. I, I, I agree. I think I think they're they're I think they're musical geniuses because. Yes. And when you every read the, album is so different. When it's you read incredible. the book and listen to the audio book, I think you'll also do that because now I listen to them differently. Obviously, I'm yeah. when I go in and do things and read this book or, or do something, I go all in and I do a lot of YouTube stuff. I really get immersed in it, yeah. and I will listen to nothing but whatever that was. And the things that I'm listening to are just I'm hearing sounds that they're yeah. You know, oh my god, I, I never heard that before. So and it's I, I'm excited to hear the story of the songs. You know, or, yeah, they, yeah, they or you're talking out. about how they make them and yeah, yeah, albums, and I'm just like, or the going through the records that they they used and, and the record collection. I, I think that anybody and, and I'm excited to hear it differently. Yeah, too. and I think the thing for me, as far as a Beastie Boys fan or not a Beastie Boys fan, but a lover like John admits, you know, hey, listen, I'm fine with them. I'm not head over heels like right. you guys are, um, but I appreciate the genre. I'm I love the idea of the sampling and the and everything i think that if you even plunk down it's a 14 dollars audiobook on itunes mm-hmm. on ibooks i think you would be blown away to hear I, I what just they hear john talk. c Riley talk so that's <laughs> yeah. great segue so what's yeah. amazing buy the book and for me i have the audiobook finished it but i'm going to buy the book too the book is like as thick as a King James Bible. Yeah. But I want <laughs> because I want the pictures. I want the map of the boroughs of where they so all cool. were at. But the thing that's that, that John just mentioned is that he just wants to hear John C. Riley. The list of people that they have doing this audiobook. You know, a lot of times when you get an audiobook, it's it's read by somebody other than yeah, it's right. usually not the author. No, right. You know. But in addition to Adam Horowitz and Michael Diamond. Listen to this list of people that they have dope. on this audiobook. Steve Buscemi, Tim Meadows, and some of these people I don't know. Obviously, yeah. I know those. Um, Ada Calhoun, Bette Midler, Bobby Bet Cannavale, Mixmaster Mike, which is f- great I love that right dude. there. Uh, um, Zine Cervanka, don't know. Nas. Nas is on there. Roy Choi, who there's a whole chapter where they have a cookbook, and Roy Choi talks about how he was influenced by what songs to create the recipes that are in the book. Yeah. Uh, Yoshimi O, Jarvis Cocker, Rosie Perez, Elvis Costello, Amy Poehler. <laughs> Amy Poehler talks and reviews all 17 of their music videos. 
and basically says to them, um, this is garbage. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, so Chuck D, Chuck D talking about them, which Chuck D is one I of my favorites. I want him to be president. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kelly Reichert, Nadia Dajani, John C. Riley, Snoop Dogg, Ian Rogers, Will Farrell, Maya Rudolph, Crosby Fitzgerald, Rev Run, Randy Gardner, Luke Sante, <laughs> Kim Gordon. I'm still going, people. Yeah, Hold the fuck on. Kate Schellenbach, Josh Hamilton, MC Search, MC Search from third base, who was the first person to step up and want to diss um, um, the Beastie Boys and start a rap battle with beef with them. And Adam Yawk destroyed him There's in one There's no line. way he was the first one to do it. He may have been the first he white was the first one to one, do it. He was the first one that went and had any type of... Um, Coverage? Yes. Okay. That's in, a, in a time where we didn't public, have internet. Before media. we had internet. All right. Public beef. Um, public so, beef. yeah. LL Cool J, Chloe Savant, Z- Savini, right? What? Spike Jones. Spike Jones is amazing in this book. John Stewart, Pat Kiernan, Ben Stiller, Talib Kweli, Wanda Sykes, Dave Maklovich, Jeff Tweedy, Rachel Maddow, and Philip Zazar. <laughs> yeah. That, and, and when he I told me that. Rachel Maddow. Yeah. So, so they when in- he told me that, I was like, oh, I'm getting the audiobook immediately. So, That's so, nuts. So, so they introduce... If it is because the sections that are written by Mike D or Adam Horowitz, they'll say the name of the chapter mm-hmm. written by Adam Horowitz, narrated by um, Jimmy. And it's I'm making up this name, Jimmy Balsack, a character portrayed by Will Ferrell <laughs> and Will Ferrell, Ferrell, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I do that every once in a while. Will Ferrell. Chanum Turding. Does a review of of one of their albums in a character I love that it. hates them. I love it. That is just pish posh. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got to get my tea. His character's it. amazing. I love it. So it's, so, it's incredible for $14. Uh, if we can get a sponsorship from uh, the Beastie Boys autobiography because we just hit it hard. <laughs> for real. Hot your boys it. hard. I, that actually turned me off. I actually don't want to hear it now. Okay, there you go. Oh. Like, you just hit it too hard. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, can I? What can if I, I bought I made it? a post. Would you listen to it if I bought it for you? I'm going to listen to it. Would I gift it to you? I'll listen to it. Can I gift it to you? Absolutely. No. Okay. Adam Yawk had him at Vinyl Collector. Oh, that's amazing. Is today January 9th? No, I don't know. No. I made a post on Facebook on January 9th, 2014. Wow. That was my top 15 Beastie Boys song. Oh, wow. Does anybody want to hear it? Yeah. Of course. I want to say that it's wrong. Because I have sabotage at number three. Wow. Which is This is a good end. Sabotage should great. be should be one it. through fifteen. The Last fact episode. That the fact that we are going back in time is almost like this podcast was supposed to happen in twenty fourteen. This episode in 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 tw- yeah. But yeah. he he did free. He knew. Yeah, we knew. And last week we we did a a, a top ten list uh, oh. from Corey the Intercontinental Champ. So oh, yeah, this is great. Shows. All right, we're gonna. This is. This is this is gonna wrap it up? I have so many more. No, questions. this. Oh, okay, no, 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 no. All right, we're just a good. Go. It's a good. We're we're making our descent. We're winding down. Okay. We're making yeah. our descent. You're gonna mm. please put your finish yeah. your drinks. Put your I food tray my up. Shirt off yet? <laughs> that's that's a, that's, a, that's a thing. All right, everybody ready? One, get it together. Now these are in your. In, in numerical in order. order. Yeah. Okay. My top favorite ones. Should I read them backwards? Yeah. Okay. You just told you us already the number, know number one. one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll start at 15. 15, so what you want? 14, short shot. 13, root down. Mm. 12, no sleep till Brooklyn. 11, I don't know how to pronounce it. Sabrosa or whatever it is. Sabrosa. Sabrosa. Oh, so um, 11, she's crafty. 9, mm. Eggman. 8, Fruit Loop. 7, all right, hear this. Mm. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm still going. Uh, six, the new style. Five girls. 
Four, Namaste. Three, Sabotage, which should be number one. Two, Ricky's Theme, and one, Get It Together. Ricky's Theme is good. Yeah. Dude, Get it that together is wrong with Q-Tip, right? It's a, yes. It's, yeah. a very, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a very strong, very... Uh, I, uh, I can't disagree uh, with uh, any uh. of them. Other than... Um, the only one that I'm surprised at um, that was that was this high, I'm fine with it being in your top ten, was Girls. Hmm. Girls, to me, is just... It's a fun song. Yeah. But when that's I listen, it. that's yeah. it. It's just a fun it's a song. Fun, it's a good party yeah. song. But there's yeah, times where I'm just hip-hop. like, it's fun. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, that? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we were we were jumping around to slam boat dodo, boat dodo, and on twelve. One of my one of my my daughter's favorite songs when we were when she was little in a car seat was Brass Monkey. And oh, that's yeah, fun. Because yeah. she, because as nice. a little girl, she thought it was hilarious to say that funky monkey. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, it has I mean? an animal in it. Forget yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> my kids are in the back seat in the car seats. And I'm, play, play brass monkey, yeah. daddy. Play brass you monkey. Know, uh, I have ahead, a John. question. Yeah. yeah. Um, who wrote the lyric? I doubt it was that. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, because I know, I know that no slow and low was like a uh, a song that Run DMC rejected. It was what was it? Slow and low. Oh yeah, there. You know, I, I think there are a couple of those things. Yeah. So, I, I don't think they wrote any of that. I, I, I. You know what? I don't I'm, know that. I'm looking it up. And right you know now. what's interesting too is talking to Jason about the book, and I kept thinking like, I don't know a lot about the Beastie Boys because they really, they're not the kind of people that were like doing documentaries all the time and doing interviews and talking about their feelings and you know what I mean? Like you never saw them doing that kind of stuff. I mean, there's um, a good, there, and they had a business going. What's yeah. I mean, there yeah. are some stuff. I mean, there is a lot out there that you'd be able to watch in it. But what's interesting is you asked this mm-hmm. is that they, you know, they have the listing here and you did say that you wanted this for license to ill, right? Yeah. And you want to know writers. They only have, and again, I'm just on Wikipedia. I could dig deeper, but the only two songs that they give writing credits to on here is Paul Revere and Slow and Low. So you've got, um, you have DMC, oh, Darryl, yeah, DMC, yeah, yeah. Rick Rubin, and Russell Simmons, or it's Joe. Joe, that's uh, Joe Simmons. That's Rev. Who the hell's Joe? That's, that's Rev. Run. Run. Yeah, is it Run? Yeah. is it Run or yeah? It was probably Run. Well, because the other one says. But then Joe Paul Simmons. Revere was written by. So they gave Daryl McDaniel's a writing credit on Paul Revere because he, they were backstage touring with Run DMC, and um, Daryl came backstage and said that line to them just for no reason wait what What line line? the line that starts off paul revere um i had a little horsey named paul Paul revere Revere. yeah 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 yeah. yeah. that's a random shit ass thing to come out of someone's mouth wait wait, no it was actually it was not it was not the first line it was the line that says me and he names them me and my homie I, I'm struggling on the lyric, but I'll pull it. Yeah, up. I can't um, uh, pull it, it out of my brain right now. Yeah, I, I can't it. pull the lyric out talk, of the middle talk of the elsewhere song, and I'll find um, it. It's hard for me. <laughs> I hope no, no, this I hope is no real experts here. That no, you know, we fine. always listen. We don't. We're, we're, we always. We never have facts yeah. straight. We don't do our research. We st- we follow our hearts. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. We follow our hearts, and uh, this is how we're going to end this podcast: is us figuring this out. This is what we're going to do. This is it. What, what is it, Jay? I'm coming. He, oh, Paul man. Revere lyrics. We got it. Um, I'm just okay, excited. This is the first line. All right. This is what Daryl Mack came with. Okay. Dar- oh. came with. Now, here's a little story I've got oh. to tell about three bad brothers that you know so well. So that beginning. was him walking into their dressing room backstage before this song was ever written. 
and, it, and he does yeah, this whole block. He history. does this whole block. It started way back in history with Ad Rock, MCA, and me, Mike D. And he walked out of the room. Yeah. And they all sat there and went, Oh, that's cool. That, yeah. <laughs> they all sat there and went, That so. dude's voice is going to change someday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, that's it. I love yeah. it. So read the book. Check read, out the book. Get the audio book. And you, you know, sometimes, sometimes uh, John, sometimes we really uh, nerd out and talk about something that maybe. 70% of our listeners are like, what the, what, I don't know nothing about yeah. this. But I think what's fascinating is just to learn more about uh, a group that you might not know about. But, well, yeah. but a lot of, a lot of people, I hope that listen, uh, you know, moms and dads, you grew up where, where we were, where we grew up, you know, the same kind of time period, maybe. I, I um, think that what, it. I think fun, what it, fun nostalgia. I think what it does is, you know, and we've talked, we are going to do um, more and more nostalgia type of episodes sure. um i think what it does even if you don't like the beastie boys or you don't particularly like whatever we're talking about i think you can relate and be like but my favorite band then was this band yeah. and this is what made me like them and this was their influence on me as i've and i would older. talk about them for an hour with with my friends yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. and then, then they were like hey you know i listened to this podcast you gotta talk about the beastie boys but do you remember you know when we were following around the country with you know it was it was funny how that how BC Boys swirled into so many different things, mm -hmm. you know. It's uh, you know it it you start listening to, you know, uh, I started I started listening to Rage Against the Machine. Oh, so good. Oh, dude, because my buddy we were talking about BC Boys and it was like it was like right it was right when maybe Check Your Head came out or or no it was like Ill Communication, and he was like, "Have you heard Rage Against the Machine?" I was like, "No." And he played the whole album, you know, and mm -hmm. it's just, uh, yeah, man. Well, the whole idea of what you want to term it as, like, we didn't term that as, like, metal rap or what do they call that yeah. shit that was, like, it's... Limp Biscuit came out of and they were doing that thing. And it was just. That's like, not Rage. I don't care. It's just music. Yeah. Whatever. No, yeah. I'm not comparing it to yeah. Rage because oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen Rage shows. Oh, so, yeah, like, dude. like, I'm, like, no. Rap core. Just rap core, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. they called that stuff. Limp but, but garbage. Yeah, garbage. garbage. Absolute, that garbage. was absolute garbage. But I think when my you, friends were listening to Limp Bizkit. I'm looking around like, what the f? Yeah, right. When you look at when you look at no. something like Rage Against the Machine, where Rage the Machine was like, we are influenced by rap. We are influenced yeah. by hip hop. And if we wanted to dig in, and let's dig in and find out who influenced Rage Against the Machine, there's probably a good chance that you're going to see a tie-in with the Beastie Boys. Sure, yeah. And and I would probably guarantee Public Enemy. I was just going to say oh, Public Enemy. No, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Definitely like, Public Enemy. And Joski Love, who did. Peewee's dance. Yeah. And that's how we do it. Please go check that song out. <laughs> Good job, John. I love it.